So I've titled the message called Honor, Baby, Honor. And honor is something that I believe is absent in our society at a great cost. Are you a person of honor? Do you know what honor looks like? Do you know when you're in an atmosphere of honor? Do you know when honor is absent? Do you know what dishonor looks like? And in the 21st century, with all the progress and all the things that we have in our humanity and all that we've got before us, we have to ask ourselves the questions, do we have a better future by dishonoring or do we have a brighter future because of this beautiful, profound thing called honor? And so I want to talk to you about honor. And honor, if you can say it this way, it has several different meanings, but this is a little bit of a taste for you. When you talk about honor, it means to have great respect, to have great respect, to esteem highly, to esteem highly, to place value. It's so good when you're around an environment where value is placed on people, when children, you can tell a lot about a nation by the way they place value on their children. To recognize as important. To recognize as important. When there's honor, it's really, there's a, there's a weight or there's a recognition of, hey, there's something important here, amen? And, and, and I think honor is one of the things that, slowly is just kind of melting away in our society. It's, it's almost considered old-fashioned or it's part of a, 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 a generation that no longer with us. And I don't think that's true. I think if we consider God's Word and if you open the Word of God, you will find honor throughout the whole Bible. And so I want to set the tone today and I really felt that that's what I wanted to put on the table today is we consider this thing called honor and really ask ourselves the questions. Do we have that spirit of honor? Are we people of honor? Would we be willing to once again remind ourselves what honor can do for our lives and what it can do for our families and what it can do for our church and what it can do for our nation, what it can do for our city, what it could do for our future? Imagine a younger generation coming up and all they see is dishonor. Children replicate literally what they grow up with. If they are growing up in a culture where everything is dishonored and there's nothing sacred and there's nothing holy and there is nothing that is considered honorable, what are we doing to our children? We're dishonoring them. We're weakening them. We're destabilizing them. We're not actually building a foundation that can help enlarge their futures. We're, We're dismantling the very building blocks that undermines their future. Now you can understand why we, God's people, need to never forget what honor is. James chapter 3 verse 12 says this, Does a fig tree produce olives? Or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. Prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with the humility that comes from heaven. So here you see a beautiful combination of honor and wisdom. Honor and wisdom. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. In other words, you can't give something that you don't have. And that's what he's saying. Can a fig tree produce olives? Can fresh water come out of a salty spring? In other words, how can someone who has been honored by God come out with dishonor towards others. 
We see when you receive honor from God, when God honors you and places honor on your life, highly esteemed. Does God highly esteem us, humanity? Yes. How do you know? He went to great depths with His Son, Jesus. That's how much He loves you. Look at my Son on the cross. I will love you with an everlasting love. I've provided a pathway home. I've taken care of forgiveness. I've taken care of guilt and shame, condemnation. All that's wrong has been put right through the person of Jesus. Well, I don't measure up. No, but Jesus does. And this is the beautiful thing about it. God places honour on you. So what should come out of God's people? Honour, not dishonour. That's what he's saying. Can a fig tree produce olives? Can fresh water come out in the way of salty springs? In other words, when God puts honour on you and in you, it's amazing what's going to come out of you. And that's what it says. James says, the book of wisdom. It's the New Testament book of Proverbs. Uh, if there's wisdom, then live an honourable life in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? So God is always talking about honour. Honour God. Honour each other. Honour marriage. Honour your parents. Honour your wife. Honour your husband. Honour Jesus and His church. Honour, honour, honour. Recognize as important, important, important. Highly esteem, highly esteem, highly esteem. In other words, can we honor God? Do we want to honor God? Do you want to honor each other? I think these are great questions and I think it sets the tone and it challenges the 21st century culture and the mindsets that we are surrounded by. And so I really wanted to speak that into the life of that church. And I want to give you two stories, familiar stories. Many of you have heard them. I've spoken them in our own church before, but they capture so much. And I want to read the first one from Luke, uh, sorry, from Mark chapter 6, Gospel of Mark chapter 6. And it says this, Jesus told them a prophet is honored everywhere except his own hometown and amongst his relatives and his own family. And because of their dishonor and unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles amongst them except place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their unbelief. And where did their unbelief come from? Dishonor. I honestly believe in a society that is riddled with dishonor is also riddled with unbelief. You cannot have honor and unbelief. Because when you believe God and you live a life that's honorable, what we'll find is that this thing, not just wisdom starts to grow in your life, but you have this capacity to show honor, to be a person of honor. Amen. Anyone believe that this could actually help our world? Anyone believe it could help our marriages? Anyone believe it could help our work world? Anyone believe that this could help our society? Are we better with a culture of dishonor? Or are we better with a culture of honor? Well, it's up to God's people to bring this back. Not by demanding it, but by living it. By not saying one thing and saying another. Not living one way and speaking another way. Have you ever been around dishonor? Have you ever been dishonored? It's a horrible place to be, but Jesus himself around his friends and his family. He could do nothing because there was such a spirit of dishonor. We know your sisters. We know your brothers. We know your mum and dad. Anyone know what I'm talking about? 
It's amazing how you can love your family, but your family can literally be a part of pulling you down, especially if you want to start serving God. You want to start living. One of the biggest challenges for me personally when I became a believer at the age of 23 is God, one of the first things that he put his finger on in my life was my capacity to honor. And I wanted to honor my heavenly father. Why? Because I've come into a relationship with him. And so suddenly I had to make this choice. Am I going to switch from a dishonorable life or am I going to switch into this life called living a life of honor? And I believe literally I would have never been blessed to meet Joyce and and become married and raise kids and my beautiful children. If I'd have gone into this relationship with an attitude of dishonor, she would have flicked me off in five seconds. She would have never touched me in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, ask her. But because there was an attitude or or a a desire to live an honorable life, obviously that becomes, can I just let you know, being honorable is attractive? Guys, oh, I want a girlfriend. Start being honorable. Don't put on your prayer request, I need a girlfriend. Put on your prayer request, I want to start leading. I want to start taking responsibility. I want to start honoring. I want to start doing something with my life. Let me give you another tension here and, It's found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. A centurion, a Roman soldier, had a faithful servant that was dying and facing a massive health challenge. And he had an honorable reputation in the community. And his servant was sick and near death. And a message was sent to Jesus to come and heal his servant. And this is what happened is the message got to Jesus and he was on his way to the centurion. This is a Jew going to someone that is oppressing and hurting all Jews and that nation. And so Jesus, again, not caught up in politics, not caught up in everything else that sometimes we easily get caught up in. He is moving to someone is considered an outsider. Someone who's not worthy of a Jew. Someone who's not worthy of anything to do with godly things. A centurion, a man who was in charge of a hundred military, mighty, deadly, trained killers called Roman soldiers. And his servant is sick and he sends a word. And this man has a good reputation in the community. The Jewish leaders go on his behalf to Jesus and say, hey, this man's a good man. He's got a faithful servant that's dying. Would you come and and heal this servant? And and so basically it transpires as the the servant, uh, there's a message sent back to Jesus from the centurion. "Don't, Don't come here. I'm not worthy of you. I'm not worthy to receive honor and have you in my home. He said, but if you'll just say the word, and this is what it says. He says, if you'll just say the word, I am a man and my servant will be healed. He says, I know this because I am a man under authority. And because of this, I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go, come and they come. And if I say to my servants, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning the crowd that was following, he said, I tell you, I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. How many people do you hear Jesus saying he was amazed at? What was the tension here? That was such a spirit of honor on the centurion. Honor and belief. In the family situation, Jesus' own family, there was dishonor and unbelief. But here God was able to work in a centurion, an outsider, a non-Jew, able to work on someone's life because there was a sense of honor And what was it expressed through? I'm a man under authority. I'm entrusted. If I say to the men, go, they go. If they come, if I say, come, they come. And what was the revelation here? The centurion knew that Jesus was under the authority of God. 
And he said, if you're under his authority, if you're under his authority, you have authority. If you're under his honor, you have honor. In other words, he recognized that Jesus was who he said he was. And so this is a beautiful reminder again. Honor will work for you every time. Dishonor will work against you every time. You've got to make choices today. Are you going to live a life of honor? Or are you going to live a life of dishonor? And so I think these are things to consider. Uh, honor and love. Romans chapter 12 says this. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with a genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. So I love this, that honor and love go together. I honestly believe this, if there's an absence of love, there's an absence of honor. If you bring honor back into the story, bring honor back into the narrative, you won't find too far away that love is actually around as well. Amen? And, and it's just the way God works. So what do we want? Do we want a culture of dishonor? Because a culture of dishonor will be absence of love. And we want to live in a society where love is actually absent. I actually think it's our downfall. It's a self-destruction. It's a downhill slope to nowhere, but, but pain and more suffering. And so what are we going to pick up today as we go into the Christmas season? We're going to make choices. We've got to consider, when's the last time you read a book on honor? When's the last time you really, I mean, honor isn't completely absent, but it's almost hard to find. Honor and belief. And this man received an outsider from Jesus, an outsider of a Jew, a Roman centurion. Literally got a revelation of how honor can work. When you're under authority, you have authority. When you're under his lordship, you can actually represent in a beautiful, redeeming way. Doesn't matter what your job is. Doesn't matter what your career is. It doesn't matter what your walk of life is or your avenue of life is. You can bring honor into every avenue and every sphere of influence in society. In Jesus' name. Honor and love, they work together. Honor each other. Honor your life. Romans chapter 14 says this. We don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. It's to honor the Lord. That's what we do. We live to honor the Lord. In other words, let your life be about honoring the Lord. Are you going to honor the Lord? Honor the Lord with everything. You know, he can have this, but he's not getting my money. No, no, no. Everything. Oh, he can have this, but he's not getting my sexuality. No, 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 no. Everything. How many times have I been asked the question, can a Christian go out with a non-Christian? What kind of question is that? It's the wrong question. If you belong to the Lord, if the Lord is the Lord of your life, the question should be, hey, I belong to you. So what you should be asking is, how do I honour you, Lord, with this? How do I honour you, Lord, with that? Can I honour you with this relationship, Jesus? Is this the kind of relationship I can honour you with? How can I honour you with my wealth? How can I honour you with my sexuality? How can I honour you with this? How can I honour you with that? How can I honour you with everything? That's what God talks about. In other words... You're not disempowered. You're empowered to make kingdom decisions. It's not about yes and no and who says yes and who says no. It's simply bringing the wisdom of God into it and saying, you know what? I belong to God, so I actually know what the answer is. And if you go against that, you just got to be big enough to own it. If you work with it, you've got to be big enough to realize that God honors kingdom decisions. You'll never regret making honorable choices for the things of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. So honor God with all your life. Honor God with your body. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and who was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God brought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. What does that mean? I can't put a tattoo on it? No! God puts a tattoo on His own hand to let you know how much He loves you. But it's not about you being tattooed. It's the reality is He tattooed Himself to let you know how much He thinks of you. What I'm trying to say here, and I think think you're following me, is that honour is a powerful thing in a believer's life. It's honour is a powerful thing in anybody's life. But you've got to honour God with your body. Don't give your body. And the reason Paul's saying this is because back in Corinthians days, in the Roman days, in back in the first century, they would use their bodies in the most perverted, sick, vile ways. And I want you to know that he was saying, hey, all of you belongs to God, including your body. Use your body to glorify God. Use it to praise God. That's why we lift our hands. That's why we dance. <laughs> Honor and thanksgiving. Psalm 50 says this, true praise and thanksgiving is a worthy sacrifice. This really honors me. You want to honor God? Thanksgiving. You really want to honor God? Thanksgiving and sweet potatoes and marshmallows. That's a whole nother level of honor right there in Jesus' name. And everyone said, honor the Lord with your increase. Proverbs 3 verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of your increase. Are you willing to honor the Lord with the increase that He brings you? It's amazing how when God blesses our lives, we withhold. I love the children coming up here and the parents here, you know. They're dedicating them to the Lord. They realize they're a gift from the Lord. And they're not going to withhold the children from the Lord. They're actually releasing them back to the Lord. They're, they're, they're your property, God. And give us the strength to raise them in your ways and in your wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. But thanksgiving and honor go together. Honor and increase. You know, don't, 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 don't enjoy increase and then forget to honor God, amen? You get the blessing and, and it shouldn't be, oh, well, have I got to tithe before tax or after tax? And all of this stuff that, you know, I guarantee when you start asking them questions, it's not, honor's gone. Honor's gone or it's not in the conversation. Bring honor back and you stop asking sometimes these funny questions. Honor just says, I'm going to honor God. I don't know whether it's before or after. I'm just going to honor God. I'm going to honor God with everything. I'm going to give Him my best, not my worst. I don't want to give God second. I don't want to give Him leftovers. That's the Spirit. Now imagine if that Spirit's in the house. Where's the house going? Imagine if that Spirit's in you. Where are you going? Imagine if that's in your marriage. Where's your marriage going? Imagine if that's in the company. Where's the company going? Imagine if that's in society. Where's society going? Honour and humility. Proverbs 29 says this, Pride ends in humiliation, while humility brings honour. I love this one. Honour in your youth. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Don't let the excitement of your youth cause you to forget your Creator. Honour Him in your youth before you grow old and say, life is not pleasant anymore. If you're under 90 years of age, you're a young person in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) Honour and perspective. God wants honour. So let me just leave you with these thoughts, okay? Three thoughts. And uh, and then we're going to stand and we're going to sing together and then we're going to pray, okay? Honour leads to revelation. You want revelation of who God is? 
start to honor who God is. I've never seen anyone, anyone increase in revelation, understanding by decreasing in honor. You want to receive from God? Start to honor God. You want to start receiving from each other? Start to honor each other. Honor positions you to receive. You want to find yourself not receiving in life? Then just keep keep an attitude of dishonor. I just think it's so simple, and yet we forget it so easily. In the 21st century, let's bring it back in Jesus' name. If it's in small amounts, let's get it back in greater amounts. Honor positions you to receive. It's amazing how when you place honor in others, you can receive from others. You don't honor me, you're not going to receive from me. I'm not talking about bowing down, kissing my feet, or going, great preaching, Pastor Mark. I'll probably like look at you weird if you said that to me. Such a good word, Pastor Mark. I mean, no, I know that's a compliment, and I understand what you're trying to do, but it's the way you say it what makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, you know what the truth is? You know the truth is? You don't need to tell me, great word, Mark. You know what I'd love more? Just go live it. Just go live it. If you want to live a life of honor, words can be cheap in this context. If you honor someone, show it in the gifts that you give. I'm never going to dishonor someone by withholding. What, the people in my life that I honor the most, I'm telling you straight up, I will always be finding a way to bring a gift. Joyce and I live this way. We're never going to go to someone's house without a gift. I don't want to build a church where we're stingy, tight hold, twig sticks, cheap Greek wine that you can get in Aldi. You can do better than that in Jesus' name. Anyone say amen? amen. So honor positions you to receive. Honor leads to understanding. Honor leads to revelation. Honor, honor, honor. Highly esteemed. Considered important. Will you honor God? Will you honor His house? Will you honor each other? Will you honor the things that God has called honorable? Will you commit to living a life of honor? How can I do that? Because of Jesus, the greatest example of honor. You are not doing this on your own. How can I live a life that's honorable? All you got to do is keep your eyes on Jesus. Let Him be in your life at the center. And it's amazing how honor always is attracted to honor. Honor is always attracted to honor. 